0: Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in Him. I've got my cup of coffee, my taste of San Antonio coffee. I'm enjoying a cup, and that's what we do here on this podcast, is we celebrate the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ, and we drink some really good coffee. It's Jesus and coffee, coffee and Jesus, and I hope you're enjoying a cup wherever you're listening from and doing well. We've been on an addiction series, going through addiction and dealing with, talking about how We approach dealing with addictive behaviors, what Christ has fully accomplished to set us free, and now how we move forward in this. And I want to talk about—I've titled today Free from Shame, because I want to maybe spend a couple of episodes on shame, because uh, I went to um, a—so you know five-plus years ago now or so when I changed careers and went down this road of beginning to use what God had had done in my own life to begin to impact other people, uh, I went to this conference, and I remember one of the speakers uh, sharing— uh he he was basically talking about what what are the drivers, what 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 leads to you know sexual addiction and pornography and things like that. And two of the big ones uh were well two of the ones he said in all the research were a lack of purpose and shame, a shame identity. So we're not going to talk about the lack of purpose part of it, but a lack of purpose basically says, and I can relate to both of these at times in my life like well, a pur- purpose says, well, I, I'm just going through the motions. I don't really know why I'm here. I don't know, really know what God's will is for my life. I don't, you know, all these kind of, you know, kind of things. Which for sure we all can struggle and doubt at times, uh, and and, and I, I I did as well. Uh, the other one is the is shame though. Shame uh, that, um, and, and here's the thing. Shame, and we're going to go through this. Shame is a feeling, but what happens is, is, and I see this all the time now with 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 people that I'm ministering to is that we we've developed a, a shame we've taken the feelings of shame and we've developed them into a shame-based identity. And a shame-based when when it, when it goes to I feel I feel ashamed to I am shameful that's when you know you've internalized it and you've made it uh you've made you've, it's become your identity, which is what it was for me. It was it was I feel unworthy, I feel ashamed therefore i am unworthy i am shameful so that's when you know that it's, it it goes into the belief system as we've talked as we talk a lot about on this podcast that it goes more than just i feel i feel becomes i am and so that's what that's what shame is shame says uh, so shame says i 'm no good i 'm just a sinner I'm, I am my my addiction I am my behavior i i, I can 't change it's there 's all kinds of things so, so I want to go through this because it 's so important and I want to talk about what 's what 's jesus 's answer what 's the freedom that we already have in knowing our true identity that 's why knowing our identity is so so crucial so important because uh, some of us are basing our worth our self worth our identity on our past failures, on our current failures, on um, our dissatisfaction with our, with our life, on our on our dissatisfaction with our appearance, maybe, maybe the bad habits, the fleshly behaviors that we can't seem to overcome. For those of you struggling with pornography or any other type of addictive behavior, it's you become you become ashamed. You be, you feel you feel shame because you can't seem to get over it. So therefore, you are shameful. And so you just develop this mindset. You may not say it out loud, but it's just, well, this is just who I am. I'm, I'm a shame. So uh, this is just who I am. Uh, I can't change. There's no hope for me. Woe is me. It's the self-pity, but it's the lie. And this is the lie that comes into as a stronghold, especially when we're dealing with addictive behaviors, because shame is so powerful because it's no longer I just feel it. It's now I am. And so we got to have something that... That transforms that shame and just it just takes it away because because it's already been taken away. We may not know it, but we need we need that. Uh, And so um, so it's just it's just the it's the I can't help myself kind of mentality. That's just the way that I am. Okay. And so what this does then is though, and I've said this before, it keeps us locked into two ways of living life. Kind of like with addiction, I said this earlier in one of our episodes, is that we think that. It, it, this, this shame based identity keeps us in the lie of either the pessimistic side of it well well i'm just going to this is just woe is me uh this is this is um this is just going to be i'm just going to eventually have to give in i'm just going to eventually give into you know uh, give into pornography i'm just going to give in to this it's just that's the only choice i have cuz this is the way god made me i'm hopeless i can't change whatever right that's shame the other part of it is i 'm going to try to overcome shame by being by being really spiritual or give me the plan, give me the program, give me the thing that I need to do to overcome this so it's it 's but most of the time shame when it comes to the shame part of it is is the first one it 's the more negative pessimistic and uh, things will just woe is me it 'll never get better and so we say these things i just it 's just i can 't help myself it 's only looking it's that 's the way that i 've that's the way I've always been. and That's probably the way I'm always going to be. I'm gonna, I, and here's the one I said a lot I'm just going to be dealing with this for the rest of my life. This is just what I'm going to, eventually, I'm going to either just have to give in to it or, um, or I'm going if to, if I've had any kind of freedom, the other part of it is I'm just going to have to focus my whole life on trying to stay away from it. And neither one of those is freedom. And so, one of the ways that this happens is we we stay stuck in our past. We stay stuck with the shame things that have either happened to us in our past, or, or the decisions that we've made, uh, or the or the present too. But a lot of it is stuck in the past. We 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 still go back to that moment in time. Maybe it was something really devastating that happened to us. Maybe it was something that we did. Maybe it's just an ongoing struggle, ongoing addiction, the failures of a relationship, the failures of whatever. We just keep focusing on the failures. And so here's, here's a definition of shame that I wanted to share that keeps us, that kind of gives us a little bit more clarity of what we're talking about here. Uh, so shame is a noun and it's a painful emotion. So there's the word, it's an emotion uh, caused by awareness of guilt. Shortcomings or improper behavior—a condition of humiliating disgrace. That's wow. A condition of humiliating disgrace. They've fallen from grace. We'll say, or it's, 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 it's all of that, right? So, but notice it's a painful emotion, and notice the word guilt there. We're going to do an episode on the difference between guilt and shame because there is a difference. People use the people use that word, those words together, and they're, they should not be used together. Not because shame is an emotion. Guilt is based on someone's behaviors, okay? But shame can result from behaviors. Behaviors. So you see what it says there because it's now an awareness of guilt, shortcomings, okay? Shortcomings, I, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not whatever, right? Uh, improper behavior. So, of course, if I'm going and looking at pornography, that's going to reinforce the emotion of shame, because then I'm, that's just who I am. I'm just a porn addict or whatever that may be. Uh, and then a, a condition of humiliating disgrace, right? So all of these develop opinions about ourselves based on our past, based on our choices, based on addictions, based on things that have happened to us or that we've done, right? And so this, this now develops into a belief system, an opinion or a belief that this is just who we are. So we're evaluating ourselves based on our performance, based on our past failures, based on our current failures. Our performance. Maybe we're basing it on our appearance. Maybe you have a shame identity because of the way you think you look, or you don't look, or you're not athletic enough, or tall enough, or handsome enough, or pretty enough, or what something enough, right? You're not. So the the belief is the shame the shame belief ultimately comes down to I'm not enough. And if I were to narrow it down to one core belief of the unworthiness was that I'm not enough. I'm not handsome enough. I can't, for, you know, for, for a teenage boy, all my friends were going out with girls. Well, I, I, I was rejected by girls. I didn't have a lot of girls showing attention. And so, of course, I was thought there was something wrong with me, thought there was something wrong with me. So that developed, that began to develop an opinion of myself that was shame-based. And so, uh, so based on that, we so we begin to view, I began to view myself and believe myself to be something that would say, "I'm not enough. There's something wrong with me." That's a shame-based identity, and that's going to keep. Some, so when pornography came into my life, which was uh, a in my teenage years, then it it didn't. It's it said, "Well, just come as you are. Here you go. I'll accept you. I'll never reject you. Here, here's your worth. Here's your value. Here's your here's what you really want." The lies were all there, and I took them hook, line, and sinker and believe that this is what was what I really wanted. This was going to give me my, my validation. This was going to give me my acceptance. All those kind of things that were just lies. And the truth is, we're going to go through this, the truth is... That uh, God has taken care of the shame issue uh, he's taken care of all of that on the through the cross uh, and through the resurrection uh, to make you a new creation we 're going to go through this here in just a minute, read some scriptures, uh, but he's taken care of it. Uh, he's taken care of it through the cross to, to through his deep love for you, through his sacrifice on the cross, through his resurrection, through your co through your co- crucifixion, through your co-burial, through your co-resurrection with Christ, that you are now a new new creation totally loved by him, fully pleasing of him, free of shame, completely forgiven, guilt-free, as we'll go in through the next episode, guilt-free, and totally accepted and approved by him, complete in Christ. Okay, so shame, but the shame can have a tremendous impact on us. It keeps us locked in the prison door of I'm not enough, and then we believe at some point, well, because I'm not enough, then I don't have what it takes to change, transform, get over this addiction any of those kind of things. And so as I was listening at that conference uh, years ago, it really hit home because I was like, yeah, this is what's keeping so many people locked in the prison door of their addictions because they just believe they're never going to be free. They don't fully understand what Christ has accomplished both for them and to them and in them. So shame is the driving factor here. It's the the driving identity of I'll never be enough. I'll never be able to be different. I'll never be able to change from what I've been. And so because a lot of times of what we, we base our identity on what we do, and so our past track record or our current track record has maybe not been all that great, and so we develop our self-concept. And so here's the thing. Every behavior now that we go to reinforces it. So for example, if I just give in to pornography, well, that reinforces the negative, well, I am what I am. See, look, I just had to give in to it. That's just who I am. I'll never be free of that, Right. Uh, but it also it reinforces the positive because we can't even accept the fact that maybe we can do something right or something good. Uh, and I'm going to talk about some action steps here here at the end. But we we can't even be kind to ourselves uh, even when we do something good because well I'm just I'm just no good anyway. So even when I do something good that's positive in my life, I can't even accept that and embrace that. So uh, it, it often occurs when we either think that we've failed in our performance, and especially in, in, in living up to what God wants for us, right? Talk about shame. Oh, I'm not, I, haven't done, I haven't read my Bible enough. I haven't been to church enough. I haven't, I haven't, 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 haven't done enough for God. And God's sitting here saying, I don't want you to do anything for me. I've already done it all. I want you to know in relationship what I've accomplished fully for you and in you and to you. And so but the shame there is we 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 consider ourselves failures based on our performance. We we actually think we have flaws. There's a word for you, write it down, flaws. What do you think are your flaws? What do you think are your flaws? You may think you're not smart enough, you're not fast enough, you're not athletic enough, you're not strong enough, you're not something enough. The word enough is there and then Christ comes in and says I am enough. But write that down. It could be a really good action. So you engage God with, you know, Lord, I've always I've always thought that I wasn't enough in this area. Talk, that's, that's shame. That's a shame-based identity. I always thought I wasn't enough. Maybe I was told I wasn't. Maybe you were told you weren't enough. Maybe you had those messages from when you were younger that developed into the shame identity that you weren't enough. Shame is a huge lie that is a that is a driving force of so much of our addictive behaviors because then we think that, that this other thing is going to be – it's going to be the self-soothing. It's going to be the medicating. It's going to take us out of the shame for the moment because we don't have to feel anything or think anything or just, just escape. It's just escaping. Uh, and so so this, again, shame says I am – I am – this is who I am. I'm unworthy. I'm unlovable. I'm whatever that may be. I'm not enough. And so then this is an awful, a lot of times it just it just is based on our on our behavior it's it's totally focused on our on our mishaps and so we end up measuring ourselves by our bad behavior, but we also measure ourselves by our lack of good behavior. So we can't do it. We can't be spiritual enough. We can't stay committed to our recovery plan. We can't do It's just It's all of this, and I, I lived in this for so long, and not, it wasn't just the focus on my bad behavior. It was the fact that I couldn't do all the good behaviors that people were telling me to do. Well, if you want freedom from pornography, just do this. Well, I, at some point, I couldn't do it. Couldn't carry it through. And so there's that just reinforced the shame. Well, I'm not enough. I'm not enough to carry this out. I'm not committed enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not faithful enough to Christ. All these kind of things. So day after day, year after year, this built in me, and this probably is built in you. you don't Maybe you didn't, haven't realized it, but this shame-based identity is built in, and, and we tend then to build our belief systems and our opinions of, of ourselves based on that shame identity. It's, it's based on yesterday's disappointments and, and sins and mistakes and f- slip ups and all of that. And so it's just, what, what do we need in this as well? <laughs> I kind of want to spend the last few minutes on that. What do we, we, we need a new perspective. We need a new perspective on what Christ has fully accomplished for, for us and to us. Uh, and it's got to be based on what Christ has accomplished. What he has fully accomplished, and that's why we can take our perspective, we can take our eyes off of us and what we're doing and not doing i 'm not saying this will be easy uh, because the bottom line is new efforts, new commitment, new rededication, new all this isn't you've probably done it all, and you and I did too it doesn't work at some point maybe it's maybe it does for a short time, but it doesn't work. so we need a new perspective based on what based on what Christ has accomplished to free us from our shame. Which was the title of this episode? God's answer to shame is Jesus Christ. It's his answer to to guilt, to condemnation, to all of those is Jesus Christ. And we're going to talk about the difference in all of those uh, on this on this next part. But so all of the past failures, all the all the current failures, all the lack, all the belief that we just are no good, not enough. the the, the, the solution is what Christ has accomplished. And so one of the ways that we do this, first of all, which is we've got, and, and this is, was a huge hurdle for me, was to be honest about my situation. The reason why we're a lot of times stuck in our shame is we have not either found someone or even in talking to God, but especially someone else who we can talk about with our struggles with because, um, because we're ashamed Oh, if they only knew, boy, they really would because we have – so if I have a shame-based identity, of course, I'm going to create a false identity to get people to like me. But then I'm not going to be free to talk about my struggles because that's my identity, my shame. I don't want someone to know – what I'm dealing with and talk about freedom when you can, and this is where shame just It just, it just, man, the chains come off because then you can, if you can find a trusted, trusted brother or sister in Christ who, who you know you can go to and talk about the, the real issues, the real things. I'm not talking about accountability here. The real hurts and real pains and real shame issues of your life. If you have one of one or two of those people in your life, my goodness, praise Jesus. Thank you, Lord. For so long, I kept people out, and that reinforced the shame identity because I never, I never would have let anybody in. A few people found out about my addiction just because they found out, they discovered it. I never told them. They discovered it, but I never felt the free until there was this one, one, one time, one moment. I finally was able to open up to a friend, to a brother in Christ. I knew that God was doing some some work in me, and I, I finally, I was like, this guy, I can, I can trust. I can trust this guy. And I, I remember. First person I ever really talked to, and I can remember leaving that conversation just feeling like I weighed about a hundred pounds less <laughs> and I'm a big guy, but I mean feeling like i'm weighed a hundred pounds i mean like it was just like shoot like i I just he he didn't say anything other than just listen, but yet, and now this is what I do with people. just listen ultimately and remind them who they are in Christ, but I can just remember the weight of that the weight of that shame was just lifting matt you've talked about you're finally found. You're finally experiencing this freedom. it was just like you finally found someone that you can be real with and be honest so so, so you need that. I mean, I' would write that down as an action step. Who, who if you don't have someone in your life right now where you can talk about the real stuff, I'm not talking about the surface stuff. I'm talking about like you know that, that your job is hard. yeah, we need it. we need somebody that can talk about that, but I'm talking about the real stuff that you're dealing with, the shame stuff. The things that you've done or had done to you. Who is that in your life? If if you don't have that, I I pray that you will pray about that. Ask God to show that show you that person. Uh, reach out to us. Send us an email. We'd love to hear your story. We keep everything in prayer. People that reach out to us through through social media, through email, we keep all those prayers confidential. We pray. Uh, and we also do counseling and coaching. We are willing to listen to someone who need. maybe you just need to unload some of that. So being honest, that's a huge thing to someone you can find that can talk openly about this fear of rejection that you have, this shame, this I'm not enough. And ultimately, as I began to continue to talk through that, then God began to use me to share that with other other guys in small groups. And that's kind of how it started. Even before I started doing this full time. That's how my journey started with just sharing it with individual guys of having coffee and then sharing it in groups where I would say, you know, this is what I believed about myself. This is where, this is what was driving my behavior. It was my shame-based view of who I was. And if we continue in that process, your identity will be built and the freedom will be built based on now God's work, God's work in you and you will then feel this incredible release of not having to hold it in or keep it in or or not let anybody know anymore. It doesn't mean this doesn't mean you have to advertise this to the whole world. This doesn't mean you have to broadcast this to everybody. But who in your life? Who in your life? Uh, are you free to talk about these real issues with? Um, you know. And so the thing is, the thing is is nothing forces us to keep stay in our shame more than staying stuck in our past. And that we don't want anybody to find out, we don't want anybody to know what's either happened to us or what we've done. And by God's grace and by His life and source in you, be free, be free to find someone to talk about this with. Maybe it's just us. Maybe you just need a confidentiality to just reach out, send us an email uh, somehow, some way. That's why I always include my email in this. And please know that's not going out to, to to anybody. It's going out to to a small team of individuals that we have with our ministry that we are that we that I that we pray for, and it's all done in confidentiality. Mostly me, but anyway. Um, and so, so this is by God's grace, He can release you from this. Um, I've 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 thought about this this example that I've used with in some of my counseling is of you know letting go of shame or being free from shame is like the trapeze artist right? You, maybe you don't see a lot of that nowadays, but in the circus right? I remember growing up going to the circus. You see the trapeze, bar. so there's the two bars right? But the, the but the the, the the trapeze guy or whatever you call him. He's holding on to the one bar, so that's the representation of our past, of our shame, of our. In some ways, we find security in that. Some somehow, some way, the warped way this develops in us is that we find some sense of security in our shame, um, in our in our addictions, in our in our lying beliefs. They become so true to us, so normal for us, if you will. We just kind of hold on to them. So that trapeze guy is holding on to that bar tight, right? But there's this other this is this other bar that keeps swinging back and forth. Well, here's the reality. For for that trapeze artist to to grab a hold of the other bar, what does he have to do? He has to let go. He has to let go of the current bar that he's holding onto. He has to let go of the shame. He has to let go of the guilt. He has to let go of the past failures. He has to let go of the current failures. He has to let go of Whatever that is that's holding him down, he has to embrace the new perspective. He has to embrace the new bar. He has to embrace the new reality of life in Christ. But in order to experience the new, we've got to release the old. We've got to know that the old is gone. The old man is gone, the old The old shame identity is gone in Christ. Even if we are not always acting like it, it doesn't mean that we still now have a shame identity. I think that's a really great example is that until I was willing to let go of the shame identity, I was still going to be living in it in some ways. I had to let go of all those lies, and, and the Spirit of God did all of this. This was all by the work of the Spirit and to embrace the new reality of what Christ had fully accomplished both in and to me. And if we don't begin that process of letting go, which is a lot of it has to do with healing, letting God heal those wounds or those lying beliefs, then we're going to be unable to really experience the newness of the of the other bar because we're still living in bondage to lying beliefs, to shame identity, to our past, staying stuck in our past. And so the letting go is often the hardest part because it's something we've become – like I said, it's become secure to us. In some ways, it's become comfortable. We've become comfortable in our own – prisons. And we don't want to think about maybe even what the, the, the new part, the new bar is kind of scary. Letting go is scary enough, but then I got to release and grab a hold of the new bar, which can be a little scary because it's unfamiliar. I don't know what it means that Christ is my life. I don't know what it means that I have a new, I'm a new crea- creation in Christ. I don't know what it means that I have everything I need in Christ. I don't know that so we find a strange kind of comfort sometimes, maybe even in our own shame, our own personal failing, failings. When you just say, "Well, I'm not perfect," that's where you hear people say, "Well, I'm not perfect." Well, according to Christ in Hebrews, He has made you perfect through through Jesus Christ. He has made you perfect, not your perfect record. He has made you perfect. Wow! How do you reconcile with that? So maybe we find a, we find some type of comfort in our shame, and so this this that in that, then we we don't have to take any risks. We don't have to try anything. We don't have to let go of the bar because because um, because we just find our security in it. So uh, here's a couple of situations here. Maybe, maybe and you could write these down or listen to these again, but maybe maybe here's a few events, just as in these last few minutes that we have here. Which of these events or situations maybe have been the most significant in developing the shame of you? Maybe it was what your parents have said or done to you. Maybe it's what your peers uh, have said or done to you. Uh, it was the messages that you received. Um, maybe it 's the messages that you began to receive about yourself, and you began to say these things about yourself. Maybe it was some of the things that you 've done and and you just can 't seem to quite get over it you know, some of the Some of the failures, some of the, some of the mistakes, some of the sins, some of the ongoing struggles. Right, so what is that for you? Uh spend some time. Engage God with that, not out of condemnation, but out of healing, because this is the way. I gotta let go of the old trapeze bar, right? And the way to do this is to recognize how we've been living out of this shame. So here's a couple of verses as we close on this. What's God's solution? God's answer to shame is is Jesus Christ. It's your new birth. There's this word in scripture, there's this meaning of regeneration. This regeneration is the renewing work of the Holy Spirit. Which literally makes has made you a a the believer, a new creation, at your new birth at salvation. You may not have you were reborn. You've been regenerated into Christ. This is not a self improvement program. This is not I got to overcome shame by doing a bunch of bunch of self improving things. This is not a lust management type of thing or or behavior management. No, that's how we typically deal with shame. We're told all the, all the shameful things that we're doing, and now here's all the ways to not do those shameful things. No, this is now you've, you've been giving nothing less than the life of Christ in you. Here's how Ephesians 2.5 says it. Even when, when we were dead in our transgressions, God made us alive together with Christ. Here's another really good one. Romans 8.10, Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. Maybe maybe engage God with that. Describe describe to God. Engage God with this, Lord. What what have you done to make me brand new? What have you done? What have you done to you know? Spirit revealed to me that that you live in me and I live in you. Here's another really great verse: Colossians two nine and ten. In Him, Christ, all the fullness of the deity dwells in bodily form, and in Him you have been made complete, and He is the head over all rule authority. In Christ, you have been made complete. That means completely free of shame. Right now, if you hear nothing else I've said, you are completely free of shame. I know. I know what you did a few minutes ago. I know maybe the thought that came. None of those are you because your shame-based identity is gone. That salvation. It's dead and gone, You are complete. You're full. Maybe that's the one thing you need to focus on today that I am shame free in Christ. I'm shame free in Christ. Talk about motivation to stay away from behaviors that are not good for us versus, well, I'm just a shame, no good, dirty, rotten, shameful person. So now I better do all these right things to not act shameful. What a, what a, that's how we've been told to do it in other words matt you're just you're just unacceptable and and no good, but here 's how to go ahead and be stay away from those behaviors and try to be good and be acceptable it's faking it. What if god's done something to the core of who you are to take away the shame identity it's happened it's happened so here's how you can engage God with this some practical steps be honest, be honest, find another brother or sister in Christ who you can share these deep struggles with engage God engage God with this. And and, and basically it's saying, you know, Lord, I don't have to believe this shame identity, that this is who I am because of the new birth I have in you and what you've accomplished. I am complete. Maybe you need to write this down. I am complete. I am a new creation. I am completely loved by you, fully pleasing to you, completely forgiven, totally accepted. I'm complete in you. And that means I'm shame free. And yes, the behaviors that I haven't even committed yet, the sins that I haven't even committed, you've taken care of all of that too, because now I want to be motivated by the fact that I am a new creation in you. Talk about shame free. Talk about new life. Talk about freedom. Talk about hope. Talk about transformation. It's always from the inside out. It's always from the inside out. Jesus Christ has taken away your shame. And I would encourage you to engage God with him on this because it's true. It's true, brother and sister in Christ. You are free from shame. God's answer is always full and complete. He's not partial. He's not saying you're becoming free of shame. You already are. So you take those feelings to the Lord to find someone to talk to about it and embrace the truth that Christ has fully set you free from shame and your new identity is now in him. Believe that, accept that, embrace that, walk in that truth today. Well, I hope this encourages you. Please reach out to us. We'd, like I said earlier, we'd love to hear from you if you need to, to share about the struggles in your own life or pursue one-on-one coaching or a men's group. Uh, we, we have that uh, new, new group starting, and we do that every, every day, every day of the week. We listen to stories. We listen to people who are struggling. And so if that's you, please reach out to us. We'd love to uh, walk with you in your own freedom journey. And as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. Thank mm-hmm. you.